Welcome to First in Maine, your avenue to living well. I'm Debs here with my amazing co-host Lauren to meet you in the busyness of your everyday life, to pass along some of the insights and wisdom we've gained over the years. Don't try to figure out life alone. We want to connect you to some of the incredible, well-rounded people in our world. They're life coaches, counselors, pastors, physicians, just amazing people who can help you along the way. Each episode, we'll be sharing personal stories, practical help, and timeless principles to help you live at your best. So lean in and let's tackle life together. Hello, and welcome back to First in Maine. I am so excited about this episode, Debs, because, you know, it's the beginning of the year and This is our second season, and we're in a new season. It's all fresh, and it's kind of exciting. It is. And so today, the topic that we're going to talk about is how to begin well. And I don't know, it just feels good to like have a restart, right? It does. (laughs) New beginnings are always great. (laughs) And post-COVID, so excited to be in a new year. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And the last episode from our season one was called All's Well That Ends Well. But today we're going to change it up a bit and talk about All's Well That Begins Well. Love it. We are one month into 2022. And this is really a good time to kind of stop and take some time to reflect on how things are going so far. So we want to know, how are you guys doing? (laughs) I'm sure. Uh, How are you really doing? Right. (laughs) I'm sure that maybe you have started off the new year with some great intentions. Maybe you had some new year resolutions or you came up with a focus word for your new year. And maybe you're like listening to this right now and you're thinking, oh man, I did, but I haven't really done anything with it. Or I started, but I've already stopped. And don't feel bad (laughs) (laughs) because like less than 10% of people actually reach their New Year resolutions. Right. Most people, you may not know this, but by mid-February, can't even remember what their resolution was. (laughs) (laughs) It's really true. It's true. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about that and how to um, jumpstart your year as far as living a first and main life. You know, what does that look like? How is that going to um, happen for you? And so before we even get started with all that, I'm just curious, Debs, do you have any New Year's resolutions or a focus or anything I definitely have some goals. Okay. And uh, the biggest is... I'm going to write a book this year. You are. Yes, and I'm saying it out loud. Yes, and I'm I'm it. <laughs> Which is <laughs> not a question. <laughs> um, and guys, what you need to know about that is that I've actually made that a goal mm-hmm. for a few years now. So sometimes we set out to do something and we don't accomplish it. Mm-hmm. That's just life. But I'm not giving up. And I really believe more than ever, like this is the year. Mm -hmm. And I believe it. I'm going for it. And I'm not just talking about it. I've actually put some things into practice to help me do that because I've realized that if it's if if I'm the one responsible at the end of the day, I'm probably going to procrastinate. So I've put some accountability around me and it's going to happen. Yes. Y'all watch and see. Yes, that's right. I cannot wait to get it signed next year by you. And <laughs> to go along with that goal, my skill that I am most prayerfully 
asking the Holy Spirit to help me with is diligence. Yeah. Because I think if we can be diligent, sure. just do something small every day, mm-hmm. we can accomplish great things. So part of being diligent is I want to write two pages mm-hmm. a day, five days a week. Oh, that's good. And if good. I do that, I can get a 200 book out in like 200 pages Yeah, in a couple months. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Watch and see. Watch and see. Right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, that is awesome. How about you? Yeah, for me, I do know that I put in some new goals and focus this year. Leisure is one of mine and health. You know, for so long, I've worked so hard to be where I'm at in my business at work and the salon. I have always worked, you know, 40 plus hours every weekends, just long days. I commute to work. My business has built, been built, you know. I aspired at one time to become a salon educator. I am a salon educator. I actually have taught many different salons, including um, at a hair show. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I am ready to um, actually cut back a little bit. And enjoy I'm so life. excited for you. <laughs> it's something my mom's been telling me for a long time. <laughs> um, but like, this is the year that I am excited to do it. So. You know, with that being said, there are some new changes headed for me in this year. Um, and of course, like I said, I want to work on my health a little bit more this year too. Yeah. You know, I don't think any of us set out without having great intentions. Yes. Mm-hmm. The problem is we often don't have the strategy yeah. to accomplish what we have, what is oftentimes a great intention. Mm-hmm. And many times we you know, set our intention to do something. And before we realize it, our priorities get hijacked. Yeah. Hello. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, it was so funny even getting ready for our podcast, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be diligent, working on some stuff. I cannot tell you how many times my phone rang. Oh, I bet. <laughs> you had to probably turn that phone off. Hey, huh? can you do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Airplane mode. Oh, that's what we got it on right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I think I've found in the past is, I would have a good intention for something, but I didn't subtract something from Mm. my list of to-dos. I was just adding something new. And that can often sabotage us without even realizing it. And when we do that, we inevitably run into what I would call overwhelm. Yeah. And if y'all are like me in any way, once you hit overwhelm, you you just stop. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I get that. I'm like that too. And that's why I'm so excited about today's episode, because we're going to be talking about how to live that first and main lifestyle and how do we get started in that first and main lifestyle. And we talked about it in our last episode that the first and main lifestyle is an upscale lifestyle. It is, you know, living your best life. And so today we want to talk about how we can get a jump start on that. And we have four practical ways that can help you reset so that you have an amazing 2022. So let's go ahead and just get started. I think that when we think about first and main living and we think about jump starting your new year and and living a lifestyle that God has intended for us, there is um, some things that we have to commit to. And we have four different things that we're gonna talk about today about committing to. And the first one that we wanna commit to is Commit to making a difference. This one is so good. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> you know, because oftentimes we fail to really have the wherewithal or the energy, mm-hmm. passion, if you will, mm-hmm. to carry out some of the things that we may have good intentions to. Because if we really look at it, it's not, you know, sometimes it's not attached to something that really matters. Right. And what we found in our life and what we've seen with countless others mm-hmm. is when you really do attach 
your life to something that matters, you're going to find that you find energy, mm-hmm. you find wherewithal to push through those difficult days. But when it's just something that's kind of, eh. <laughs> you know, if I do that, it's really not going to make a difference. You, you're going to falter. Yeah. The thing with that is when we do attach our lives to something that matters, and we'll unpack that a little bit, is it really will help us break patterns mm-hmm. of apathy. You know, when we talk about apathy, that can that's something that can be present in our lives. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, we find ourselves in that place, when and when I say apathy, I'm talking about when you just got that. It's just this feeling of meh. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> does it? You know, something doesn't really. It doesn't really matter. You know, you don't really have interest. You're a little emotionless about it. Yeah, you're indifferent, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and that can settle over you. And attaching your life to something that matters can help you break out of that state mm-hmm. if you um, realize that you're in one. Yeah. Sure. And I hate to say it, but I think that like in 2020, a lot of people started to feel that. And so during that time, I think that the apathy kind of partnered up with fear and that kind of boggled people down a little bit. When you feel emotionless or you feel uninterested or you feel unconcerned about whatever's going on in your world and your life or certain situations or circumstances, a great question to ask yourself is, why? Why am I feeling this way? And at, kind of almost coach yourself, like, why do I feel this way? And why did this make me feel this way? And why pull back that onion peel, you know, the layers yeah, for know? sure, and peel it back a little bit until you finally get a true result that can initiate you to do something about it. That That's the second word I think that we need to talk about quick is just, you know, the initiative. Right. Yeah, you know, when we talk about initiative, what we're talking about is like this power that you tap into. It's really an ability to follow through mm-hmm. energetically yeah. on a plan, you know, a goal, a determination, or whatever. And when you talk about lasting initiative, yeah, that's something that comes into our life when mm-hmm. we are attached to something mm-hmm. that matters, yeah. a purpose bigger than ourselves. Right. And so, you know, committing to make a difference is is huge. What we're trying to say is one of the foundational keys to living well is committing yourself, mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. to something that makes a difference. Because when you do, mm-hmm. obviously God is <laughs> yeah. uh, the biggest part. Because when we commit our life to God, mm-hmm. He gives us things to be about that make a lasting difference, right. like a not a temporary, like a real difference. And when you align your heart with that, mm-hmm. um, the Holy Spirit will begin to work in you, and He gives you that just ability to to do things that you might otherwise not you might not otherwise feel like doing. Right. It's hard to explain. Yeah. But. Once you've attached yourself to something that matters, you're going to find, well, it's supernatural. Yeah. And I know this sounds so weird because it's like the beginning of the new year. But if you really think about it, ask yourself at the end of 2022, what is it if you invested your time into making a difference? What would that mean for you at the end of the season? Yeah. You know, what is it that 
you want to be fulfilled by the end of 2022. That would make a huge difference. Maybe it's a difference, you know, in um, your life or somebody else's life or your career, or it could be something to do with your health, or it could maybe even be something to do with finances. You know, how can you make a difference in your 2022? You know, just thinking, thinking about that, it comes back to people. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our finances. Yeah. If, if you attached yourself to doing something that was going to change your finances, what kind of impact is that going to have on the people in your world? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to make things um, less stressful for you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. Maybe working on your finances is going to put you in a position so that you can help your child um, go to a special school or take a special course. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, because that's, you know, beyond like, the finance thing, right? You're doing that because there's somebody, mm-hmm. a person mm-hmm. that's usually attached to that. Mm-hmm. So attaching yourself to those reasons that are really, mm-hmm. those are the things. It's, it's values. Yeah. What is the underlying? Yeah. Reason? I found that that can give me more of a drive to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you a case in point. There was a season in our life where Bill. Um, lost about 80% of his income. Mm-hmm. And he ended up sitting me down one day. And at time I was at that time, I was a stay-at-home mom. I did ministry, but I was not like being paid to do ministry. I was doing that full-time and everything. And he said, Deb, I like, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. Broke down like where we were financially because he takes care of everything. And he's like, I need you to go back to work. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, I need need you to go get a nursing job. I was like, huh? (laughs) Come again? Mm -hmm. And can I tell you, when I left nursing as Mm -hmm. a profession, Mm -hmm. which had been 12 years prior to that, right? like I left. Mm -hmm. I didn't think one more second. I didn't think one more (laughs) second about nursing. And I remember thinking, oh, like, like, do you want me to kill somebody? (laughs) Like, I'll kill somebody. And I mean, it was this whole thing. And I'm going to tell y'all, that was that was an eight-year season mm-hmm. where I ended up going back into the workforce, stayed in ministry, mm-hmm. uh, stayed, you know, but I knew that I needed to make those decisions and make that sacrifice to help, you know, carry the burden of our household. Mm-hmm. And I could have not gone back to work. Mm-hmm. And if I would have made that decision, our son, who was in private school at the time, we could have pulled him out of private school. We he could have put we could have put him in public school and stuff like that. We could have done some things, mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't have had to go back. Yeah. What is my point? Because the Lord had spoke to us and told us that our son needed to be where he was. Mm-hmm. That God was using that school and people at that school to shape something in him. My love, you know, the difference mm-hmm. that I knew was being made in his life, that that mattered. Yeah. It gave me the initiative Mm -hmm. to do something that I absolutely didn't want to do. Yeah. And I watched God through that whole process just do some incredible things, develop some things in me. So whatever it is that you're trying to do, if you can attach it to something Mm -hmm. that actually matters, it'll help you um, keep going. Yeah. I love that. So true. 
I think the next thing to be that we need to commit to also is being intentional. And I think like in the story that you just shared with us, you were intentional about making sure that you kept Aaron in a private school. You were intentional in making sure that you carried that burden, you know? And so being not only committing to making a difference, but committing to also being intentional. Yeah. I read um, a quote by John, I think it's Cotter says, most people don't lead their lives, they accept their lives. Yeah, You know, so when we talk about being intentional, I've lived in a space where almost like having this voice over you that's like, you got to do this, you got to do this. Mm. I call it the taskmaster. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's that driver. (laughs) That's not what I'm talking about. It's your checklist. You know, you better do this, you know, do all things mindset. What I'm really talking about is like knowing that you— if you're going to have a first and main life, if first mm-hmm. things are going to be first and you're going to keep the main things, the main things, mm-hmm. then that means committing to a process mm-hmm. that you know, you know, you know that you know that that's actually going to draw out yeah. and bring out the best, not only in yourself and others. Mm-hmm. Because when we strip it all back, yeah. if it's not about people, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. because they're the only thing that's eternal. Yeah. They are the only thing. Everything else is passing away. Yeah. It is people. Yeah. So if we can't bring it back, you know, to um, committing to a process that's going to bring the best out of ourselves, you Mm -hmm. know, because we're people, God cares about us and others, then, you know, it's good to reevaluate. So what we're talking about is planning our life so that we can execute our life Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, so true. And, you know, how ready are we? To do that, you know, are we willing to put in the work? You know, um, we can yeah. expect work, a, yeah. <laughs> and we can expect a lot of things, right? We can expect things to happen, and we can expect um, the best of the best, but they're not going to come to full potential if we don't put the work in. Yeah, and so we have to be intentional in putting that work in. Yeah, I think about a lot of times we have dreams. You know, mm-hmm. we have wishes. Um, honestly, expectations, mm-hmm. but we, you know, we we want a better marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd we'd wish for you know, a breakthrough in our relationship with God, maybe in a particular situation. Yeah, and you can sit around wishing all day long, mm-hmm. but seriously, if being honest, how willing are you to put in the work? Yeah. to see that breakthrough. Yeah in your relationship with God, in your finances yeah. and stuff like that. And that and so, that sometimes comes along with some sacrifices, you know? You, yes, it you does. might have to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> it does. What are some things that we can do mm-hmm. to be intentional? What are some things we can be intentional in if we're going to live a first and main life? Well, um, I think that we can be intentional with our choices, right? <sighs> you know, we have the, the freedom to choose yes versus no, you right. know? What are we going to do? Life is full of choices. And I think that learning the difference between good decisions and the best decisions, you know, because there's good, there's better, there's the best, there's really good. Right. (laughs) So this is where intentionality really does come into play. Yeah. And I think the more intentional we are Mm -hmm. with our choices, Mm -hmm. obviously, we're going to thrive. Yeah. And we talked about this in the last episode. There's all sorts of paths mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that we can take. Mm-hmm. And they're what you said, there's good, there's better, mm-hmm. and then there's best. Mm-hmm. And I think when we realize that, okay, 
I want to become a person who is more intentional about choosing the best Mm -hmm. direction, the best um, way, the best, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. The outcome of that Mm -hmm. is going to be that higher quality of life that we're talking about that is available. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. God... There's things he has for us, yeah. but all throughout the scriptures, there's a lot of if, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. then, yes. <laughs> if my people seek my face yeah. <laughs> and pray, then, then. you'll mm-hmm. hear from heaven. There's his part in our part. Yeah. And I think that um, also when we are intentional with our choices, we also need to decide like what our priorities really are. Right. You know, we have to lay that out. and. What is important and most important to do today? What are some things that can be delegated for somebody else to do or delegated to do at a later time? And so I think when we ask ourselves certain things like, how can I be more intentional with my prayer life or my health or my finances or my children or my family? You know, how can I set goals and intention with purpose? You know, who do I need to learn from or listen to? This, this, these are ways that we can decide where we're going to put our choices, yeah. where, where we're going to make our decisions. Um, and oftentimes, you know, we talk about this a lot. Life is busy. Right. <laughs> and very quickly, days and in, in uh, weeks, mm-hmm. next thing you know, hey, it's February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and blink, oh my gosh, it's, you know, we're celebrating. Uh, the end of the year, and it's New Year's Eve, and we're moving into 2023. Yeah. If we, re- life is coming at us at such a fast pace, yeah. and there are so many distractions, if we really don't stop mm-hmm. and ask ourselves these questions, yeah, really think about them and write them out, we're never going to have a plan mm-hmm. and never going to have, have a strategy. Yeah. You know, the bottom line is, uh, your priorities are not everybody else's priorities. True. Everybody wants their priority mm-hmm. to be your priority. Yes. And if you don't have it spelled out, yeah. the call's coming. Yeah, it's true. And that, <laughs> the knock's happening. And that keeps you busy. And that busyness keeps you away from what you need to be doing. It doesn't allow you to be productive. It just makes you busy. Right. And that's that's not being intentional in setting yourself up for the success and setting yourself up for the life that God has intended you to live. And I think that also being intentional, you have to be intentional in, you know, pruning things throughout time. You know, you have (laughs) quit is such a like scary word for some people. Oh, don't be a quitter. Don't be a quitter. Well, actually sometimes quitting is good. It is. You know, sometimes we need to quit doing certain things so that we allow time and room and things allow things to happen that are supposed to happen. Yeah. And if we stay so boggled down with things that we shouldn't be doing, we'll never get to our full potential. Yeah. And I think pruning, it is something that you have to be mm-hmm. intentional about. Mm-hmm. It's something that you need to do, obviously, gracefully. Yeah. But it's something that needs to be done regularly. Yeah. And, you know, we don't need to go into all the garden analogies and stuff yeah. like that. But there are <laughs> things that are going to drain yeah. um, your ability to be the most um, fruitful. Yeah. So when you, like a good gardener, Mm -hmm. are intentional, knowing Mm -hmm. seasons and stuff like that, and you do that with grace, it makes a world of difference. And Lauren, you know, you've you've probably heard me teach on it. Like one of my, I would say, core values Mm -hmm. is 
not quitting. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, do things on grit. <laughs> it's, but I've done it to a fault. Yes. I'm now uh-huh. years down the road. I'm like, grit's good. Right. It is. Mm-hmm. But there are times you do need to quit. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think we've all been there. I think we've all experienced that. Yeah. You know, we just push ourselves and push ourselves because we put in our head that quitting is bad. Yeah, it's failure. Yeah. And it's it's not always that way, you yeah. know? And it is sometimes, but yeah. it's not always. It's not always. <laughs> and, you know, John Maxwell, he has this quote that says, you got to give you got to give up to go up. Love it. And then once you're up, you also have to, like, give up more sometimes to stay up, you know? So you're, yes. it is requiring sacrifice, just like yep. we talked about a little bit, a little while ago. And so, you know, if you struggle with that, mm-hmm. I really want to encourage um, you guys, go back and listen to our episode on snip it, mm-hmm. stop it, or stick with it. I was just thinking that in my head. <laughs> um, we, we work so much together that we think There's some gold. <laughs> we had a roundabout. We brought friends on and they shared some wonderful advice because mm-hmm. it can be a real struggle. Yeah. So talk about talk to me, um, Lauren, about some of the things that people can consider when they think about pruning. Yeah, you know, sometimes you have to quit something that doesn't make a difference. Okay. Um, so that you can have time to make a difference for something that matters, yeah. you know? Um, sometimes you quit something you don't do well for something that you want to do well in, you know, something that is not developing you into something that quit that to do something that will develop you into something more. That's good. Um, Sometimes it's quitting something that you're not passionate about so that you can begin something that you are passionate about. Yeah. Living in that zone is, Mm -hmm. can I just say so much better? Big one for me is, um, and it's something that I've worked on over the years is pruning clutter. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but like if my space is a mess, mm-hmm. office, yes. um, it's very hard for me to concentrate. Yeah, It's hard for me to even relax in a, if my home is like not put the way that I like to have it put. Like when things put away and the laundry yeah. is done and things are clean, I have a hard time just laying on the couch because I'm like looking around like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, for uh, there are a lot of people with COVID and stuff like that who you may work in your home space mm-hmm. and that may, you may be looking at that and there may be a challenge, but you may not be able to do all your house, but mm-hmm. is there a space in your house yeah. where um, you've like cut back some of the clutter and you can go there mm-hmm. and that is a place that energizes you, that you can concentrate, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. My sister did that this year. She actually got a dumpster. She ordered a dumpster, had it taken her house, and they cleaned out like their whole shed, their whole yeah. garage. They went through all their closets, and they, they did the same thing. So what are some of the things in your life that um, are draining your energy? Mm-hmm. Are there things that you can cut back? The thing about a first and main lifestyle really allows God to draw some boundary lines, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what we're talking about is being intentional. Where are those boundary lines going to be in your life? And God wants to help us find, you know, boundary 
You yeah. know, he wants us to live this this lifestyle that is going to give us an abundant life. That's going to give us a lifestyle that he has intended us to live. And it's going to make um, be significant and, and matter. And sometimes we have to be intentional in those things. Yeah. And one more thing that I think we need to talk about in pruning is sometimes it's our relationships. You know, yes. sometimes there's certain people in our life that we, you know, um, not that we have to completely cut out, but we don't spend cut back. As, you know, we don't spend as much time with them. Yeah, for sure. And when we there are about, some people you may have to cut out though. That's true too. Um, but, but gracefully, yes, with love. <laughs> and I think that if we're going to spiritually grow and we're going to spiritually mature in our walk with Jesus, then we have to understand some of the boundaries. We have to understand what our part is and what God's part is and being intentional in our lifestyle. Yeah. Can I, I want to say something real quick about boundaries. Uh I think when I finally kind of got the whole boundary thing, which if you're a person out there listening and you struggle with boundaries, Mm -hmm. there are some great books on boundaries Mm -hmm. by Cloud and Townsend. Look for them. Um, but in my own life, years ago, we lived in a farmhouse. We had acres and I had this picket fence that went around the yard. And we had this little Jack Russell, adorable. It was my son's dog, loved him. And on our back porch, you would like walk out the back porch, go down the stairs, and there was a gate to the picket fence. And it had this old timey latch on it. And inevitably, I mean, we got acres of land now, right? Mm-hmm. All this place to like, I mean, it, what dog wouldn't want to live there? I mean, it's a fabulous place. Yeah. But every day we let this little dog out. He'd go straight down the stairs. And the very first thing he would do would go to the gate. He'd push his little nose, see if he could open it. He'd back up <laughs> and then he'd go again and he'd like push it because there was a time where he'd like pushed it in the gate open. And then he like got to go explore, you know, yeah. the entire city, right? <laughs> By the grace of God, he came back. <laughs> So this dog kept doing this over and over every single day. Mm-hmm. One day he did it and he pushed it, got out, and he got hit by a car oh. and killed. Oh. It was awful. Yeah. I mean, it was so traumatic. Yeah. And I remember the Lord just talking to me yeah. just in the most loving way. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, uh, you are. Mm-hmm. You had this home. Mm-hmm. You had the space mm-hmm. and you set up this environment for, you know, the dog to just like have the best of the best. Yeah. You put all these little things, the little areas for him to play and all that, but you mapped it out and you had a, a fence, you had a gate mm-hmm. because you knew like what was outside mm-hmm. could harm him. Right. But that dog. <laughs> <laughs> he was persistent, man. <laughs> persistent, you know, didn't respect the boundary lines yeah. and kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. You know, and that path mm-hmm. that he was determined to go on ultimately led him to destruction. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, boundaries are not never intended in our life to be restrictive. Yeah. They're intended to be put up in our life so that we can actually have the best mm-hmm. and be protected. Yeah. And so when the Lord shows us things in activities, 
mm-hmm. when he talks to us in like relationships. Mm-hmm. He God is never trying to take away from our life. Yeah. He is always trying to keep us safe and help us like live at our best. Sure. And that that has stuck with me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, I do not want to be that little stupid dog <laughs> pushing on that gate. <laughs> Man, Jack Russells, they have a lot of energy though. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, I think that another thing we need to think about when we are thinking about being intentional in our lifestyle is being intentional to nourish ourselves. Yeah. You know, kind of take some time to think about, you know, what nourishes you. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. No, so you can't. what is breathing life into you? You know, what what is it that's going to fill you up? And yeah. how how do you get that? Yeah, you know, for me, like, I love music, Mm -hmm. but music affects me. Yeah. Certain styles of music can fill me up Mm -hmm. or can, like, put me in a, like, make me think about things I don't need to be thinking about. Yeah. Um, The other thing that, as far as, like, so I select music. I'm intentional, more intentional about what I select Mm -hmm. in order to, like, really nourish my soul. Yeah. To nourish my spirit. And the other thing for me is I found I am very much, the Lord speaks to me in nature. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am not a gym person. Yeah. Like if you put me in a gym behind a machine, mm-hmm. like it ain't happening. Yeah. But you put me outside on a hiking trail yeah. and I get to see nature mm-hmm. and breathe in fresh air and see the wonders of God. Yeah. Like the Lord, he just, that nourishes me. Sure. Yeah. So pruning the things that don't yeah, and being intentional mm-hmm. about finding those things. And we all have them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be, you know, certain thoughts like affirmations. Maybe that, you know, nourishes you. It could be a certain experience. Like I like to vacation. That always seems to nourish me. It relaxes me. It puts me back in my creative uh, mindset. Um, it could be certain recreational things. Um, for my husband, it's golf. He's yeah. a, a huge golfer. He loves that. So... You know, think about what memories make you smile, what people in your life, you know, fill you up, you know, and make you feel good. Be intentional about carving those out. Like you, we were giggling earlier because like um, you said, this year I'm Leisure Lauren. Yeah, (laughs) that was going to be my focus word. I'm going to be Leisure Lauren this year. But we do, when I say we, Mm -hmm. most of us have a tendency Mm -hmm. to, we either... This is what I found. People usually like end up on one side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. We're either all leisure yeah. <laughs> or it's all like work. work. And it's finding like finding balance. that balance. Yeah. And the way that you find balance is by being intentional. Yeah, it's so true. And part of that is just framing our day. Like yeah. if we're going to find the balance, then we have to like frame our day. Yeah, so talk to me about that. that. That's something that I think yeah. we can be intentional about. You know, we say that we start and we're going to start our and end our day well. And so how do we do that? How do we start or end our day well? Well, sometimes that maybe that is like putting it on the calendar of what we're going to do and choosing the priorities within our day that is going to keep us on task. Yeah. Um, but also choosing time within our day to find that relaxing, that relaxing time or fill us back up. I took this course in college and Um, one of the things that we had to do for this class was be very intentional about time management. And so she made us go through and write down 24 hours in a day 
and we had to do it for seven days a week. And in that, we had to fill we had to fill it in. So we filled in the time that we actually sleep. We fill in even like if I was going to drive it to work, I filled in that commute time. Right. I filled in lunch breaks. I filled in dinner times. I made sure that everything was filled in that I would do in one day. The The point of it was to see like, where is my free time and what am I doing with that free time? And so good. if I am spending more time doing something that I shouldn't, each thing that we had to fill in was actually color coded. So if I had a lot of pink on my paper or a lot of blue on my paper or red, then that let me know, okay, this is where I'm spending most of my time. Mm. So if I was sleeping like 12 hours every day, then I'm spending a lot of time sleeping. Yeah. And you can see that. So framing your day, um, you know, we, like you said, we do it yearly. We do it monthly um, as far as reflecting on our year. So, or reflecting our months. So like reflecting on our day before we go to bed, you know, yeah. what, what are some things that we are, um, thankful for, thankful you for. know, what, where do we get off track, mm-hmm. you know, learn from your day and yeah. figure out how to like, um, a tackle tomorrow. Yeah. And I think there's a book I would really, really, really want to encourage everybody to get it. It's called mm-hmm. win, um, win the day. Yeah. It's Mark Batterson, mm-hmm. incredible book. And many of us, how did he say it? Um, yesterday is history. Yeah. Tomorrow is mystery. Yeah. Um, and there's some real biblical principle in there. Like today is all we have. Yeah. And like if we can learn how to do our days in day tight compartments, you know, frame our days. There's tackle things one day yeah. at a time. One of the other things that I'd definitely want to, you know, ask you guys is, do you know when you have peak energy? Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a morning person. Yeah. Lauren, you're a, you're a night person. Yeah. If I tried to write at night. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> That's not going to happen. It's huh? not going to happen. So do you know your peak energy zones? Mm-hmm. Because if you know, if you can identify when you're like the most, you know, on. Yeah. Then you can like determine in your day what things to work on. Like when I'm going down in terms of like what I've got to offer mentally, yeah. that's when I do less important tasks. Yeah. I can check my emails. I can do all that stuff. Like don't, I'm not going to spend my morning <laughs> when I'm like the most creative and my brain is like, yeah, you know, I'm all right then. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check emails later. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I'm the same way. Like I, I'm not a very great morning person. I like to spend that time relaxing, kind of waking myself up. And um, so I do most of my best work in the afternoon and sometimes into the evening. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about committing to making a difference. We talked about committing to being intentional. And I think the third thing that we need to do to have a first and main lifestyle, if we're going to jumpstart this new year, is to commit to taking action. You know, as soon as we start moving forward, I promise you, as soon as you start Things are going to get easier. Yeah. Not to say that you're not going to meet with some obstacles, but sometimes the hardest part is the start. Yeah, that's so true. It is really, really true. And, you know, every journey begins with a step. Mm-hmm. And this is what I found is the hardest part is the start mm-hmm. oftentimes. Mm-hmm. But once you start, mm-hmm. God has a way of meeting you there. Yes. He really, really does. Um, when you start, Take a step and then just keep stepping. Yeah. 
And, you know, when you do one step after the next and after the next and you keep stepping, those steps eventually turn into like a stride, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're not really just slowly walking. You're moving a little faster and you're getting momentum. Yeah. And this is something that um, if you have read John Maxwell's book, um, 21 Laws of Irrefutable Laws um, of Leadership, he talks about this. He talks about the the law of the big mo, mm. which is momentum. And he says that momentum is a leader's best friend. It is. Yeah, because you need momentum to keep going. And so you also need to know what helps keep you going. What is it that's going to keep you moving? But you also need to know what's going to keep you from not moving. Right. What's going to stop you? What, <laughs> what's going to keep you, get you off track? <laughs> and so it starts with a vision. Yeah. It starts with passion and enthusiasm, and it begins with you. It begins with you making choices. Yeah, you know, to what, start. Yeah, what choices <laughs> are you making? Yeah, to take action. Yeah, yes versus no, go or not go. <laughs> if you're going to live a first and main life, these are some of the foundational things. Is like knowing that whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, don't wait for the perfect circumstances. It's true. Don't wait for everything to be right. Just start. And sometimes it's stepping outside of your comfort zone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you know, doing something that is new to you, something that you're not sure of, something that you're not, you're not really, you don't know what to do, you know, Mm -hmm. but you have to take that step. It's like us starting the podcast, you know. Did we have everything lined up? No, but we got started. Yeah. And now it's easier. Yeah. It's getting easier and easier. Yeah. One of the things that happened recently, I think people who like follow me on social media probably read, I've been in um, this kind of sabbatical season mm-hmm. where I've been attending to my family. I, I've been leisure Deb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a wonderful Your season. Your year's up. Your year's it's up. A over. Wi- it's, now it's my turn. <laughs> it's been a wonderful season. And, um, you know, not necessarily easy to come out of. Yeah. And I remember as the year was coming to a close, the Lord was like, okay, mm-hmm. it's time. And then when he said that, I knew, you're like, we've not stopped going to church, obviously, but we've been doing virtual church. Yeah. But I knew he was saying, like, it's time to go back mm-hmm. and, you know, go all in again. And I'm like, okay. So can I just tell you, mm-hmm. the first Sunday, just like there wasn't, and I'm just being very transparent. Yeah. When you are like, we were so involved for so many years, Mm -hmm. like our whole lives, it like committed in the way that we were committed. There wasn't a lot of room for traveling. There wasn't a lot of room for, you know, going and hanging out with my friends, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that was right for that season. Mm-hmm. My point is, I didn't necessarily feel yeah. like doing that again. Mm-hmm. But I knew, like, this is good. It's right. Mm-hmm. And I've committed my life to making a difference, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm like, I, I know that I have to attach, because that's what first and mainly, I have to attach my life to something that truly makes a difference. And church does. Yes. And the people that I do life with there um, you know, they matter. Yeah. Okay. And I knew that I had to be intentional. Mm-hmm. I had to cut back on some of my leisure, <laughs> you know, but I'm having to put these, the very things we're talking about, 
I'm applying them to my own life. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I have to take action. Yeah. And just take the first step. Well, you know, for me, going back to church in person, mm-hmm. you know, you're having to get up on Sundays. You're having to find what to wear. You're having to get dressed. You're having mm-hmm. to, you know, make accommodations. I'm having to drive 30 minutes. I mean, there's a lot that, right. you know, goes into that. So the first Sunday, was it was it easy? No. Honestly, not. <laughs> I had to move out of my comfort zone. Leisure Debbie's done. Yeah. <laughs> but can I tell you, like getting back and like taking that step, mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, yeah. yes, it felt so good. Yeah. But let me tell you what happened. This Sunday, second Sunday, right? Uh-huh. I've made my little commitment. Yeah. You know, I'm committed. I'm going to be intentional. Yeah. Bill gets sick. <laughs> now, you got to understand, he, he, got, he got COVID right. when I got COVID. Right. Right. He did not miss a day of work. Right. Bill has never taken a sick day. Right. He did not go to church Sunday. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, devil. I'm like, that's what happens. Like when we right. decide to take action, yeah. expect yeah. for you to be challenged. Absolutely. And I remember he looked at me, he goes, you're going. Mm-hmm. And like, and I'm like, yes, I am. I made a commitment. I'm going. And let me tell you, I was sitting in worship, worshiping the Lord. And the Lord has already told me that 2022 was going to be the year of all of his promises fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sat there in worship service and looked around and like the Lord just like, I was weeping Mm -hmm. because I was like, I can totally see what you have been doing and what you're about to do. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, we just have to step in faith. Yeah. And when we do, I believe God meets us in those places. Yeah. And even like with this podcast, we started to do this again. Last night I was in the middle of getting prepared taking action, right? Mm-hmm. And I got this email and to be honest with you, it 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 threw me. Yeah. And I had to like it, it took me it took me like 30 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I I recognized like I'm taking action. Mm-hmm. And because I'm taking action in a direction that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I've attached myself to something that's really going to make a difference. Yeah. And I'm like setting out to be intentional. Look at the way mm-hmm. Bill getting sick. Yeah. This email coming, trying to mess with my head. Yeah. You know, trying to sabotage yeah. what I'm what I'm doing. Can I just say to y'all, when you when when you set out and you do this and you're gonna live a first domain life and you do start taking action, you're gonna, especially if it's attached to something that matters. Yeah. The enemy is going to throw curveballs and try to get you off track. Don't you fall for it. And I told mm-hmm. Lauren came um, today when we before we sat down, I said, the enemy just makes me laugh because yeah. he always overplays his hand. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just so fired up. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know you're moving in the right direction. Yeah, but when you have that um, attachment to what matters— and you can go back to that. Yeah. Those challenges and those struggles, they they throw you off, but you can overcome them yeah. so much better. It's so much easier yeah. to just push through that because you remember what matters the most. Yeah, you got your why. Yeah. That's exactly. so good. You got your why. <laughs> you know, so um I think another thing mm-hmm. probably 
one of the last things that we'd say with you with First Domain Living is in the light of all of this, you know, mm-hmm. you're attaching your life to something that matters. You're, you're starting to be um, intentional about the choices mm-hmm. that you make. You're intentional about um, nourishing yourself, all, all that stuff. Um, we cannot overemphasize the value of committing to being flexible. Right. Ooh, this is something like Gumby. I mean, and it's true, being um, flexible, plans change all the time. You know, it just happens. Things happen that are out of your control. Yeah. And how you respond to that is going to make or break your day or your month or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, you have to leave room for that. And it, you know, this is something that has really had to be worked out in my own life. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have got this earlier yeah. because I do have that C personality and I like to plan. Yeah. You know, I would work so hard. I'd get my plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then stuff would happen and I would get so frustrated. Yeah. And one of the things that I think the Lord, you're going to live a first domain life is learning how to, the unforced rhythms of grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, have a plan but give yourself margin to be flexible. Mm-hmm. And one, I love this, you know, the question to ask yourself in those moments is what's really important. Your plan or learning how to go with the flow. Yeah. Sometimes we just need to learn how to go with the flow. Helps create extra peace. It does. It harmony between people where you're not angry and upset. Yeah. You know, you just, you make room for the yeah. Flexibility. Yeah, I think when you're inflexible, mm-hmm. you, you really not only feel a lot of stress, yeah, but you exude. Yeah, absolutely. you bring that into like whatever space you're in, and so I think the Lord wants us to be peaceful. He wants yeah. to give us peace. So have a plan, mm-hmm. but then trust God that you know. He may change your steps yeah. a little bit. You might move. You'll get to the plan. Yeah, and I think that rather than being fiercely committed to accomplishing a certain goal or accomplishing anything, that we should first be committed to the way we work towards that goal. Oh, girl, that is so good. And so, you know, these are things that happen. Yeah, you, know, you have to be flexible, and you know, I think we'll become much more of a peaceful yeah. person when we prioritize yeah. flexibility. These are foundational things. Yeah. So regardless of what your goals are and stuff like that, I think this is like a foundation yeah. to have in your life mm-hmm. that you can build upon. Yeah. You incorporate some of these um, things that we talked about, making commitments in these areas. Then you can build on that. Mm-hmm. And whatever your specific vision is or dream or you know, all of that, I really do think that um, it'll root you, it'll mm-hmm. help you, and it's something that you can just kind of come back to time and time again. So there you have it. Commit to making a difference. Commit to being intentional. Commit to taking action. And commit to being flexible. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope that your year has started out great and that today's episode helps you to focus on making it great. And we're just going to keep it going because... A central aspect to living well includes having a vision. And so we have invited executive coach and sister in Christ, Karen Hilton, to talk about how to rock your vision in our next episode. And I cannot wait to have her. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, give us a thumbs up or five stars and be so kind to share it with someone else. We love you guys. We thank you so much for listening and have an awesome day. See you guys later.